And now for something completely different. The Please Be Seated Monty Python Specials. Welcome to Please Be Seated. Um, this week I'm joined with... Can we introduce ourselves? I forgot. Yes. <laughs> we, we, we haven't decided. That was completely different now. <laughs> um, I'm Robert Black of uh, Another Room Minute. And I'm Alice Warren. So, the... Uh... The, Alice, do you want to say anything slightly more? <laughs> I just realized. More, I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I am an amateur guest on many, many podcasts that I hope that you hear. <laughs> how, how, how does one upgrade from amateur guest to professional guest? Is the next. And I didn't want to call myself a professional. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, man, um, a lot of tenacity and <laughs> a lot of questions. And a lot of opening yourself up to things that you don't necessarily like. So, it's basically Hollywood. <laughs> so, um, for our listeners, this week, every day this week, we'll be discussing Monty Python to celebrate their 50th anniversary. It'll be the three of us going through it. It's a slightly different format to the show. Normally, there will be a proper series of Please Be Seated out at some point this year, probably. Um I've got like half of the episodes recorded and I've still got a few more to do. Uh, but this is a little way to pass your time for five days this fine October. Um, and I had a note and it's gone, so I can't remember what I was going to say. That's just probably wasn't anything worthwhile. Oh, yes, we recorded these out of order for some odd reason. So occasionally we may reference to future episodes and bits and bobs. So, you know, just keep listening and consider it incredibly well planned foreshadowing. <laughs> so, am I right in thinking that both of you saw this film for the first time? Yes. As far as I know, yeah, I had not seen this film. I had seen several episodes of Flying Circus and other Monty Python, like the Hollywood Bowl show and uh, the Parrot Sketch not included. So some of the sketches I'd seen, but not this combination of them. And what were yeah. both of you... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I've, I've seen... No, it's okay. I've, I've seen... The, the future movies that, that we talk about on this series. Um, but, yeah, not super familiar with sketches or anything like that. So This is the often forgotten Python film, as it was the way of introducing series one and two of Monty Python's Flying Circus to America. And so what were your first impressions of this? Well, not your first impressions. What were your overall thoughts? Not overall... I'm tired. What, what are your? What's a brief explanation of your thoughts on this? Well, one? one thing I like about this one in particular, outside of watching like random clips or random sketches on, you can find them on YouTube and stuff like that, or watching a Flying Circus episode, is how they connect the sketches together. Like certain things will keep recurring when they're chasing that one guy around. He runs through the TV studio. You see him later. You keep seeing the grannies in the background of a couple shots long after their sketch is over. And so I kind of like that because it makes it almost more like a narrative film, but not obviously it's not. 
but it that's probably part of their like structuring i assume for the american audience like trying to get out of the uk do you think it's better structured than meaning of life for a sketch thing um yeah maybe i mean a meaning of life has the has a narrative a narrator to it and a specific structure that makes it flow better i think but this makes more sense because it doesn't have like sudden sketches that you don't understand why they're there yeah i i feel like i was thinking about this story earlier where when i was when i was in school maybe like 14 or 15 i was in this one act play and basically it was like a hotel that's on fire but all the guests are just acting super normally you know and and the directors explain well this is kind of like a a british humor sort of <laughs> thing because it's not going to be you know people laughing their butts off it's going to be maybe some chuckles and, and everything it'll be smart but it won't be have that big kind of kind of laughter to it um and then my part was i would just had to be the crazy lady that runs through the hotel and screams and acts like normal you know in a fire um that was kind of my introduction to that so i think watching this i didn't necessarily find it very funny but i felt like i guess i would say it's like moderately clever <laughs> i guess would, would kind of be my you know little little phrase there and i and i found myself really identifying with that I don't know if it was a general or sergeant or whoever in the film who was saying, <laughs> this is too silly, colonel, who was saying, this is too too silly, too silly. You know, <laughs> so I think that this this was even more too silly than, you know, the other you know, meaning of life and, and other films that we've seen. This was, like, bizarre in its silliness. I'm not really sure as to exactly what I think about this, because uh, I saw it for the first time after I saw the other films, but before I watched Flying Circus... And I haven't seen it since, and I've seen the TV series through a couple of times, and I've watched the sketches and live shows, so everything was so predictable to me that I found myself getting quite bored through it this time. And so I was in, I was intrigued as to find out what bits you guys found funny, because for a lot of it, although I chuckled at different parts, it was so familiar that it was more like, more like listening to a song you like and sort of singing along than actually... Yeah. Um, you know, taking in for what it is. Um, and so to go into the film, we open with how not to be seen. Although actually, <laughs> I suppose it's good to start first about the uh, the studio name who are, <laughs> who are creating this film. And the fact yeah, that... Playboy. Yeah, Playboy were behind yeah. this. Which, yeah, it did make me wonder whether it was a sketch before I found out that, that they just... That was, that was my thing, because, I mean, they start the other movie with the short film with the accountancy firm and so this started with playboy and i'm like oh okay sketch is out and then i'm like oh it's not a sketch they're just produced by play okay i'm like I, I didn't know what to think about it because it i expected a sketch and then there wasn't one it just i don't know what else playboy produced that was a mainstream thing so so we open with how not to be seen which okay. I, I i find this one you know quite funny it's another one of those where it's it's sort of overplayed so long that i as i said i can't remember what i thought of it first time round, but this time i sort of thought oh it's going on for a bit <laughs> you you know what i loved about this one is i like just this week i had watched the parrot sketch not included which has this segment but it has a shorter version so the end of it actually made me laugh when he cuts to like blowing up the house and blowing up the whole city block mm. Because that wasn't in that version, and I was, 
I was like, okay, it went even farther over the top. Like, good job. Yeah, that, yeah. this was a fun one. This is one of my favorite, my favorite ones for sure. Um, so then we go to our opening titles, which I think are just sort of the standard as to all of the ones in the series, really, except Holy Grail. That is just a sort of typical sort of animation mm-hmm. thing. Uh, then we got the man with the tape recorder up his nose. Well, you, you skipped the movie ends first. Yeah. Oh, did I? Okay. <laughs> yeah, we get the joke. <laughs> the movie's over and the guy oh. comes out. It's like, oh, oh sorry, yeah. the sequel is not quite as yeah. long as we anticipated. <laughs> it's like, what, three minutes in? <laughs> it's over. Yeah. So the, the, there are a few little bits where the where the, the bits connecting the sketches, I don't think I've written all of them down. I've written a couple of them down, but... Some of them are just as I'm trying to figure out how to phrase what it is. We're on to the next bit already, and it's just like... Yeah, <laughs> some are really short. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, the tape recorder up his nose, like, I slightly remembered this, and um, I, I, I chuckled a bit, but it wasn't... Yeah, I'm I'm grossed out on the whole <laughs> picking your nose, bringing up your nose. This was just... I don't know. I, I don't even know what kind of humor this is. It's not boomer humor. It's not... It's <laughs> may, may, maybe kid humor. I don't. It was, yeah. No, I did not. Did not enjoy that. And, <laughs> and this just, one had. Go ahead. I was just. I think it's just typical sort of surreal, absurdist humor. Yeah. yeah. Um, very British, though. Again. This one had the opposite effect as the How Not to Be Seen. In that the longer version here was actually less funny than hmm. the parrot sketch, not included version, because yeah. it doesn't have the brother in that one. And so it's just okay. That was amusing move on and then this one kept going and i'm like i get it <laughs> i think yeah. i think it's deliberate that they sort of overplay it to go on your nerves a bit i've noticed i think there were a couple of them that i sort of found it quite funny how long they they go yeah, on because you can do that with humor like it gets to this point where it's annoying and then the annoying makes it more funny as it lasts longer like i say i think we discussed that later on don't we yes we will yeah. have already discussed that later <laughs> <laughs> So, so stay tuned for that if you if if, if you're particularly interested in uh, in comedy droning on as we We're drone on about, about comedy about droning family on. guy humor again yeah. and again every single show yeah. get ready <laughs> oh it's, it's it's better than when I recorded like all of Please Be Seated series one with different guests and basically told the same anecdote in about five of the nine episodes because <laughs> I recorded them so like long between them. And I was just talking to the guest more than actually talking to the audience. That when I'm going back, I'm like, I've told this story already. Mm-hmm. Um, but there we go. I can't remember how many of them I've kept in. Um, as long as you edit them in the order they're going out, you can make sure the anecdote's only in the first one. And then just cut it from the rest. <laughs> the annoying thing in- is if it's more relevant in the, in the rest. Than- <laughs> yeah. In case they only listen to, to one of them. Like, I'm not interested in Holy Grail, but this one, you know, <laughs> that would be... Then it's fine. So, then... That's another habit, by the way, with this podcast. I apologise. I realise how often I just go, so then we have, so then... (laughs) And I'll... I'll, I'll, Um, Next, we've got the translation book, which I I quite enjoy (laughs) this one. My hovercraft is full of eels. This this is another one that it goes longer than it should, but it makes this one really funny. I didn't... I didn't like the whole um, thing in the court. I think that it droned on when it got to that point. Yeah. 
Yeah, I thought it had moved on to a new sketch when they cut to the courtroom. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's still the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's one, it's one that I don't necessarily understand. This is going to be one that I feel like I have to watch again. And then I know I shouldn't, like, read too much into it. It's not a thinking woman's game. But, like, I, I just feel like I, I'm a little bit still confused. So he put out sexual sort I don't know, I'm so confused. Like, what even happened? Like, at first, and then the court thing brought it to, like, wait a second, he deliberately made sexual translations for normal things, but then at at the end, he understands that he wants to go the real way. I'm so... I I, I don't know. I'll apologize now to our... Oh, sorry, I'll apologize now to our listeners if there's any weird noises. My pop shield keeps falling off, and I'm just trying to fix it. Um, <laughs> if there's, are there any weird noises on the Skype call? Because that would explain as to whether yes. it's picked up on the mic. Okay. Yeah. I'll... Right. I can just mute my mic through. While just, you yeah, just it. don't adjust while you're talking, and it's easy to cut out later. Mm-hmm. Either that, or I might just have to take the pop shield off and just hope for the best. Yeah. Now, about this sketch, I my wonder, like, I thought it was funny, and, like, I... It's it doesn't make sense, but that's kind of what makes it funny. But I was wondering, was there something in London in 1971 regarding Hungarian specifically? Like this was satirical, not just funny. Like was it a specific reference that they picked Hungarians in that year? And I'm like, I'm think I'm overthinking this too much. I think possibly, but as someone who who was not in London in 1971, I would right. <laughs> Uh, but I, I, I wouldn't think so, because I think with it being the film introducing it to the American audience... Like, yeah, they wouldn't do that. Um, uh, but I did quite enjoy this sketch. Um, it's one of the m- more memorable ones, I think, from the film. Uh, then we've got what I've just entitled as the Gilliam Animation Hand Trees. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I was watching yeah. like, a really interesting thing about Gilliam's animations, and I think they're just some of them are just incredible. When with with when it was as to how it was literally just sort of, you know, pictures with the camera on it and just him moving them slightly and in his hand. And I I just found that incredible because some of them he does you know get his own hands and his own face appears in one of them later on. I think. Yeah, the teeth one. Yeah, I believe it's him. Oh yeah, 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 very, yeah, very. I mean, very cool concepts, and then. I don't know if it, you're kind of bumping them together, but the, the, it's called the Barber's Suicide one. Yeah, I mean, what what, what like cool concepts? Yeah. <laughs> Is my audio okay at the moment? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good, because my pop shield's just, like, balancing at an angle. I don't know what's wrong <laughs> with it. I'm just going to try and not move. Right, so, then we've got the marriage counsellor. <laughs> Next, we've got the marriage counsellor. <laughs> um, I really enjoy this one as well. I think this one of yeah. the... Um, one of the main ones from the early parts of Flying Circus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 definitely. If, if it's not my favorite, one of my favorites. Um, but I think even from like a comedian's perspective, which people don't know until later episodes, people. So I do a little bit of comedy, listeners. <laughs> but from my from my perspective, I kind of had this idea where the sketch was gonna go in the sense that they would be all over each other and then it would get a little bit not like really like really raunchy but like like in front of him i wanted to see it kind of in front of him and then when they kind of sent the husband out and put up the the 
whatever it is that I'm not curtains, whatever it was. Yeah. Barrier. It was like, you know, like I was kind of sen- censoring wishing themselves. Wishing a different was, way, yeah. Which is very sort of mm-hmm. unPythonesque, but yeah, I I know what you mm-hmm. mean there. Um, I do like how this sketch ends, though. I think that's one of my favorite because it is just. I think that's what they loved with it. I am right that this is the, where the block crashes him, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, first you have the extra section where he goes out of the room and the, like, voice of God comes in and tells him to, like, man up and go back in. But he goes, and he goes back in, it's all exciting, and then he just knocks on the dressing screen. It's like, uh, hello. <laughs> they're, they're like, go away. <laughs> it was a great twist because it, like, just yeah. takes the joke to it and repeats it an extra time and then. He goes outside and yeah, gets crushed. But yeah, I thought it would be like I think it was the meaning of meaning of life, the the sex ed class or whatever. That that would have been funny if it was kind of like another. Oh, they were sort of like they were just having sex. They were just. And he was like, "Excuse me, so my wife, you know, <laughs> would have been great." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm wondering if there was just some sort of censorship reasons for that, more than anything. Because hmm. I mean, this is tamer than some bits in Flying Circus as well. Especially the yeah. earlier episodes of Flying Circus. Like, I don't know how many of them you've watched through, Robert, but, like, you know, they they go pretty near the knuckle at some points. Some of them, yeah. yeah. I'm really yeah. shocked. That I thought the hand of God themselves. was going to reach through as well. Wasn't mm. it something that, like, there was one where, like, I forgot what, what film it was that, like, they didn't have, like, the hand of God reach down or something. So I thought that was about to happen in this one. I think it might have been Meaning of Life, but I'm not certain. I think it might be in a couple yeah. of them. So, um, next we've got the Killer Baby animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I've then put, followed by the statue animation. Is that the one with uh, the statue of David? Uh, yeah. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. has the face on it. The leaf, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that's quite a dated reference, the face on the leaf as well, because I'm assuming that was someone. Um, but I don't oh. know who. Yeah, I first, I, it's been a while since I've seen her. I was like, is that Margaret Thatcher? And then I'm like, I don't even know. And oh, I couldn't yeah. remember if she was when she was prime minister in, in terms of the 70s. So like, I don't um, know. I think... It's, yeah, I'm, it's probably someone specific. I think, and I might be wrong, that definitely in the Flying Circus version, I'm not sure on this one, that it was someone associated with censorship. Like, oh, okay. That, or at least that's the gist I got, but it could easily have been like Margaret Thatcher or yeah, a politician sense. or someone. Um, but it also could have easily been changed for the American audience as well. Because oh. obviously the TV series in the context of the 60s was just made to be watched once, wasn't it, really? Yeah. So, so yeah, there wasn't really anything... Yeah, there wasn't really anything as to about, oh, you know, we better make sure that we don't put dated references in because we can't rerun it because mm-hmm. that wasn't really anything you give a second thought to. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge is next. And I think that's <laughs> possibly one of their most iconic ones. Alice, I assume you're, were you familiar with wink, wink, nudge, nudge as a as a sketch beforehand? No. No? Okay. No, I, it, it, and, it, and it took me a bit to be like, what is he doing? And, that, <laughs> and then it kind of got into like, oh, oh, okay. So he really is using kind of the what wink wink you know nudge nudge would be and i'm like okay so yeah this this one definitely took me on a ride because i was kind of like i this isn't funny i don't get it i don't get it (laughs) oh okay so all right okay this is the this is what you know that's what she said okay 
Got it. <laughs> there's this, there's this, uh, the context in Flying Circus, I think, is better, where you've got, like, a young, <clears throat> well, not young, but Eric Idle playing a kid, and Terry Jones playing a kid, and they're both just in their school uniform, and it's like, uh, Eric's written a sketch, and it's like, <laughs> oh, he's got, he's got a sketch, he's like, yeah, I'd just like to, like to share this sketch that I've written, and it's just, you know, it's quite a, the, the context of that beforehand, about it being written by a kid, I think, is, is better, really. <laughs> But um, I think this oh, yeah. character returns in an episode in series two of Flying Circus as well. Like, I feel like there's a sketch that he's in as well, but I'm not certain. Um, yeah. But I think this is one of the more iconic Python uh, sketches. He's done a lot of the live shows and stuff. And I just saw uh, um, a, a video of Eric Idle speaking about this one. Um, I, I It was a long video. It's not one of other things about what, what, he, what he said. But he, he said that, like... like that this is why El- like Elvis Presley was calling men squire, and that they would do he with his wife in in bed would like do the the, the Python sketches, like just 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 say them. Oh my! I just was like, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, and I believe this sketch was one that he wrote. I think for the Frost Report, and it um and because mm-hmm. in written down, it doesn't look very funny. Um, like they didn't. Yeah they didn't pass it through and he's just always had it as an idea so the moment Flying Circus came along he was like let's, let's put it here um Silly Walks isn't in this come to think of it is it? no yeah, yeah I heard I heard that that name and I don't think I've ever ever seen Silly Walks but I think I heard like you know Ministry of Silly Walks what, what is that? I, I still yeah. need to that's in Parrot Sketch Not Included and it's in the Hollywood Bowl show Oh, okay. But it's not in this one. John Cleese hates doing it, but it's the one he's most iconic for. <laughs> he, just, he he never gets why it's funny. Um, how to protect your ga- yourself against someone armed with fresh fruit? I love this one. This is the one where I was sure I had not seen this film before because I don't think I'd ever seen this sketch. Oh wow. Oh. Okay. And I don't know if, when it was on Flying Circus, but apparently I never saw that episode because I had never seen the sketch. And so, on the one hand, I love the absurdity of the fruit thing, and I was expecting the twist to be, like, he was going to come at him with a banana and actually stab him with it. Like, it's suddenly really solid. And But he pulls out a gun and shoots him, and you, I wish I had audio recording when I was watching this last night. Because there <laughs> yeah. was, like, well, actually, you'd probably have to bleep it out because we can't swear on this, right? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. there was swearing you, 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 and a lot of laughter. Because I did not see that coming when he pulled the gun out. Okay, I've just had a poor connection warning. So Hopefully, that. we'll be all right. But I'll just warn you now that my connection is apparently okay. poor. Although it seems to be pretty strong here, so I don't know what that means. Right. Um, so um, then we've got the the first too silly uh, comment from the colonel. Um, <laughs> and I, I quite like him as a recurring character, but like. Um, I think they used him in the 2014 live show, and I just found it was a bit overdone. Um, yeah. But I think they mostly used it as a way of getting Graham Chapman in the live show after he died decades earlier, so I suppose that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, so in the live show they used clips of it? Yeah. Or <laughs> they Is dig that... him up and they're like, hey! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you... 
there is a which I meant to watch this week, but I saw it quite recently anyway. There is a liar's autobiography, the untrue story of Graham Chapman, which is an animated film, which is quoted as Graham Chapman saying it's the best film I've been in since I died, um, <laughs> and that's just it's based on a book he wrote, and I think most of the pythons are in it, and it's basically like a different animation company have done each scene. And it's just going through like a, a fake story as to his life full of sex and drugs and partying and it's it's quite interesting. Apart from the fact that you've got like Cameron Diaz playing Sigmund Freud for some reason. <coughs> uh, but some of it's all right. Yeah. As a, like a little as a little Python extra, it's a bit of fun. But it's it's just a bit mm. odd. And actually, a lot more near the yeah, knuckle I mean, than a lot of Python stuff. Yeah. Uh, but that's possibly because it's modern and they get away with a lot more. But it was quite strong in some of the uh, the scenes in there. Um, so we've got the old ladies attacking defenceless young men. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, the colonel said, you know, he says what we're thinking. He's the, I don't remember, did this come out, what, 71? He's the 70s Deadpool, you know. Um <laughs> You know, he's, he'll, he'll break the fourth wall. It's all right. I, I do quite like the colonel's lines with the whole, you know, nobody enjoys a good laugh more than I do, except my wife mm-hmm. and a few people from... Come to think of it, a lot of people enjoy a good laugh. <laughs> I think that's, yeah. <laughs> it is just the completely serious yeah. portrayal, I think, which is just what's what makes yeah. British comedy, really. The, yeah. The, 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 how dry yeah. it all is. What I loved about the, the the baby snatchers, especially, was was the, I mean, just you, you thought the, the the man. I forgot. I, I forgot was like an actor or was it? I forgot who that who that actor was. But um, but yeah, like the you know, is he gonna snatch the baby? No, it's babies who are snatchers. Mm-hmm. I rewinded that so many times. To, you know, just to be like, oh no, oh no, no, it's babies that are. Baby snatchers. Babies who are snatchers. Yeah. I love it. And you get a great line from the woman. She's like, he was only 48. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I quite like later on as well, in terms of like the little brief sketches, I quite like the thing with the flasher. Um, uh, mm-hmm. With just the sign that says boo, uh, which I think was great. The editing on yeah. that was... That's when is that? That's later, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the okay. editing on that was weird. I didn't see what his sign said. Oh, and I'm like, okay. wait, oh, what was the joke? <laughs> Maybe it was oh, the man next to the baby carriage. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna say that the man next to the baby carriage was the director cameo. I think. That's what it was. Oh, I'm gonna have to take my pop shield off. Yeah. This is not working. Um, can you hear me? Okay, now. This is with the shield off. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Bro, I will just take this off and hope for the best. Apologise for my loud breathing in advance. Right. No one better attack you with fruits. Your shield's mm. off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, right. So, following this, we've got the uh, the Camp It Up um, sketch. Yeah. The Dancing Soldiers, yeah. Do you think there's something which would work now? Or do you think it's one of those which is quite dated and probably someone would take offense out of well i think the the soldiers dancing isn't even necessarily that funny but what makes it funny is when the colonel comes back in at the end because his his line was he said uh 
it was it's silly and a bit suspect i think and it mm. just like he realizes there's something weird going on yeah it wouldn't like work that. now is that a song they made up or is this like because I wondered if the, if the, the song, that the thing that they were doing, the rhyme, whatever, was a reference to something else, or was it not, just a completely not that new I'm aware little... of. Not that I'm aware of, no. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll admit, I, I was familiar with this, but I did chuckle quite a bit at this, because I hadn't seen this iteration, I'd only seen the stage version. Well, I must have seen it, this version, mm. and the Flying Circus one, but I'm more familiar with when they did it on stage, that I just found it... Mm. And And their facial expressions, I think, are great. Um, yeah. The black spot animation is next, mm-hmm. um, and the, the line at the end sort of yes. took me, took me uh, by surprise. I think that's been cut from TV versions. Uh, Wait, which line? Well, there goes the neighborhood. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, then the next one's one of my favourites. We've got the man who sees double. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I mean, this goes on for so long, but I think it works really well. Yeah, and and I love his list of people that are going to be on the expedition because <laughs> everything everyone's twins, and then one of them. Oh no, there's four of those. Yeah, yeah. Because it's, it's actual it's... set of twins. Isn't he like, oh, we're going on one of the 22nds of the Januaries or something like that? And it's just... <laughs> I, I just love when, when sort of common sense goes completely out of the window. Uh, because I think that well, is how the... the comedy takes you by surprise. Because you're expecting it to sort of be logical yeah. with his with his eye. That The fact that they sort of get an extra laugh in there by just making it nonsense as well. Well, and then in addition to all of the doubling jokes, you get the joke about, like, the guy's a mountaineer, and he's like, oh, that'll be useful. Like, yeah, you have this extra thing where he's also an idiot. <laughs> yeah, yeah and the, this is where he, he breaks, like, you know, let me look this. I think, that, yeah, this was the one where he looks it up in the in the dictionary. Hey, and, like, oh, be my God. <laughs> Isn't it two oh, men? <laughs> it says in the dictionary. It was something like that, wasn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. There was another. Is this the one where it, where it ends? I'm trying to think because I feel like this was the point where I was, where I sort of missed a part of this and I didn't, I couldn't rewind it easily because well, I was. Brings guy, he brings in the guy that climbs around and then it, he looks up and like freaks out because he sees the next sketch, which is the woman in the bikini. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. But yeah, this, this was how, especially how I... this was especially funny for me because I'm watching this. I was watching this on uh, on what's called Pluto TV, which is an app on like Amazon, and it comes to a commercial right as he looks up and freaks out. And the commercial was Callista oh. Flockhart talking about legal apps, and so I'm like, wait, he just freaked out of Callista Flockhart. Oh, that's <laughs> it, it took me a second to realize this isn't the movie. She wasn't even alive in '71. <laughs> Um, oh, what so what I um, quite great, enjoy yeah. about this is I think in Flying Circus, and I might be wrong, which is why I was trying to verify here, Like I think it's revealed that like John Cleese's character has got a twin, or like one of the other characters has got a twin, because he tells oh, what do you think? And he turns to the other one, and there is someone else there. And I think that's how it ended in Flying yeah. Circus. And I found I find that quite funny, and I was surprised. Well, he has... 
after the guy he's interviewing leaves saying yeah. he has nothing to do with this he looks over at the second version of him and says what about you and he's and he's oh, still sitting there yeah. as he's in okay so they do have the sort of yeah. yeah that so, might be the one i was thinking of then um, so the court could be doesn't know his own you know doesn't know that his own twin or you know whatever is is in there so i think especially when the man came in was jumping all over the furniture and climbing and everything it kind of in my like improv background it sort of reminded me well not it doesn't even need to have like an improv background because the whose lines anyway thing also show has the party quirks as well so it kind of ended up being like let's just put people with different quirks kind of it's just a game of party quirks basically a lot mm, of the yeah. early python sketches through here do sort of feel like they're a bit improv like funny improv but they do sort of mm-hmm. feel like at points they're just yeah. like oh this is you know you know this is getting a laugh let's do it a bit more you know um, mm-hmm. um, and then I said we've got the women in bikinis and John Cleese, which is yeah. just an odd transition from one sketch to another. Yeah. Then I've just written man invites policeman back to his place. Yeah. Oh, um, I love that bit. That's a parrot sketch thing. Parrot sketch not included as well. I love it. <laughs> it's like, well, did you see anything? Uh, no. It's like, you want to come back to my place? It's so out of nowhere, out of like mm. left field. It's great. And then I think this point is when we've got the flasher. Um, yep. Which we've already talked about. But um, in uh, the live version of the blackmail sketch um, in the 2014 live show, like they've got a load of dancers which are dressed as the flashers who sort of come out and flash the audience with the boo sign. Um and I think I think the music for Blackmail also has like snippets of wink wink nudge nudge remixed in it, and like it's done really hmm. well. well uh, the... It's kind of the original like like joke that led to like the well if you know what I mean or that's hmm. she's you know that's what she said kind of thing. So I wonder if this was kind of the base, the the nudge nudge part that you're talking about. I think so, but then I'm wondering as to how. I mean, obviously, Office the... came out way later, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm wondering as to. As to whether it is, because then I suppose I'm wondering how funny the sketch would be without the context of there actually being people who talk like that as well. Um, yeah. Because yeah, with, with the wink, wink, nudge, nudge, isn't it? Where he sort of ends with, you're a man of the world, you've slept with a woman. What's it like? You know, I think mm-hmm. that's quite a... That's quite a, a yeah, good he just wants to know what it's like. It. Yeah. Um, uh, is there much to say about the uh, the communism tooth animation no (laughs) (laughs) and then we've got uh, Comrade Pooh's dancing teeth with the cameo from Terry Gilliam does it count as a cameo this was another mistake they made too because they said it was they said whoever it was said it was exploding teeth so I think that was a a mistake in the in the film I didn't even realize that Mm. (laughs) I should have done um, yeah, yeah, I read about that. Yeah, well, I, I realized that too that it was called the whatever it was the the dancing teeth, and then the host or whoever that was out there, um, this was like, oh, you know, this that was his exploding teeth. So yeah, it was weird. <laughs> I mean, he that that could have been well. that could have been a, a odd gag, but I don't really yeah. get why. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Musical mice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love this one. 
the, the weird thing was the in terms of the shots of it, like the uh, the pan across the audience took me by surprise. Like the actual camera movement of across the audience to the stage, like it felt not really out of place, but it's just like it was one of the main points during this where I was sort of really noticing the camera angles and the camera movements. And mm. I don't, that might mm-hmm. just have been yeah. me here, but that it just sort of felt like a very different tone to the rest of it. Like it was directed quite differently. Um, but that's I probably loved, uh, my this was all. This was also in the parrot sketch, not included, but it was a different version of it. I I noticed in this version, the guy is humming so loudly the tune that he doesn't even need the mice. He could just yeah. hum the song. Like he's humming louder <laughs> than the mice. But the fact that he's humming and it makes it even as, funnier because it's yeah, like, the fact that he's, he's humming as loud as mice. the mice makes it yeah. so almost sound like the mice are in tune, like at yeah. some points. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure they're in tune. It's just so cruel what he's yeah. doing. I think it's yeah, yeah. I, sh- I think I saw that once on like a pet talent show thing where it was like I can, you know, squeak my guinea pig. I, I, it was like a little girl that like squeaked her guinea pig, you know, to I don't know what song, but it was just like okay, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. We've got the interview with the film director, um, which I, I think this is one of my mm, favorite really sketches. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the thing with John Cleese, yeah, just playing it so, so sort of serious and so dry that just makes it brilliant. Um, but yeah, I, I, I love this sketch. I was just waiting for where, got. like, where they take it with the actual interview too. Yeah. Like once he's doing the actual interview, I'm like, okay, where's this sketch gonna go now? And then it just ends. <laughs> just shut up. Okay, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you seen? Have you seen the um, Anne Elk theory sketch? Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think what it is. I think it's yeah, a serial theory. It might be about the Brontosaurus or something. I'm trying to think what the sketch was. I'm gonna double check this now. Um, but it's one of the Python sketches, and it's not in this. Uh, yeah, it's on the Brontosaurus, and it's just um, John Cleese playing a woman who's being interviewed, and it's just... It's so prolonged, like, I've got a theory, and then they're talking about the theory, and then first she starts, like, coughing, then she's, like, sneezes, and she just don't go on, and she's like, I've got a theory, and this theory that it is, this theory it is mine, and, it's, and she sort of groans, groans on, and then it's like, I say, what is your theory? And it's like... The Brontosaurus, it's thin on one end, and then it goes a bit thicker, and then it's thin again on the other. <laughs> it's just that's that, that's just the oh, it's 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 one of my favourites. After um, a long leader, is... and it's so great when they do it in the live shows, though, like especially when they're dressing up as women in the live shows. I don't know if it's in if it how prominent it is in um, Hollywood Bowl with the fact that when they're playing mm. women, they've still got like their facial hair and everything. Oh yeah, mm. yeah. and I just love how. They probably wouldn't have been able to have done that in back in the series if had they had any, but the fact that it's sort of so iconic, people, I think people kind of love that. Or at least I do. The idea of sort of seeing them playing women when they're so clearly not. Yeah, when they start facial hair. But I feel with some of these, like I forget who's playing them, and like especially the old women, like some of the pythons are really good <laughs> at sort of. Yeah. Playing women. Especially Terry Jones and Eric Idle. Yeah. 
like I think we talk a bit more later when, on. Yeah, about when they're the grannies, I didn't know which was which. I think we talk a bit more in a later episode about how incredible Terry Jones is as Brian's mum. And so yeah. I think that sort <laughs> of continues the point there. Um, so then after this sketch, we move on to the woman who seduces the milkman. The milkman. Yeah. yeah. it's it's such a simple joke so much some of them are very old yeah Yeah, Yeah. I like that bit Um, and then yeah you get the great transition to the joke writer out of the end of it oh and I've got a great note about the joke writer thing have either of you tried to translate the German version of the sketch in Google Translate I read it, I, I read what it was, but it, that it was just kind of like some German, some not, some. Because I thought at first that maybe it was the one, was it the cat? Like one that was like, well, Hitler said something like the cat that couldn't smell, or how does he smell, or whatever, you know. Yeah, it's awful. Did. My yeah. dog had no nose. No, that was like Hitler's it. joke wasn't as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that it wasn't as good. Okay, because at first I was like, maybe that was the, you know, funniest joke in the world, you know, one. But yeah, I saw like on. Um, I was I was looking up what the uh, tri- well not looking up what the translation was but I was looking at kind of the, the the trivia and it was like a mix of German and English and and whatever I thought it would be However, something like filthy. if you type if you type the German gibberish into Google Translate it says fatal error which I think is brilliant <laughs> oh um, and I quite like the fact that the people behind Google Translate have added that in. Um, because, I mean, goodness knows how you spell it, but I just googled what is the German line and copied and pasted it, and it just, Google Translate told me fatal error, which I think is great. Yeah, um, yeah actually, let me, actually, hold on, I can, I can pull up what, what I read, let's see. It is... Yeah, the joke is, Ben ist das nunstuck git und Slotermeyer? Ja. Firehund das oder die flipper wat gushput. I mean, it, it, it does sound funny. That's a, that's, yeah. a, that's funnier without the yeah. without the translation. <laughs> the, the, the thing is, the Wikipedia is word. the Wikipedia page for the funniest joke in the world uh, uh, at the top of it has mm. a picture of Jim Carrey. <laughs> I mean, it's got the the reason why, but ah. it's just of all the pictures to. To have with it, they have to have Jim Carrey talking yeah. about how it affected him, and not like yeah. a picture of the sketch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, so it says, so the deadly joke used to kill Germans in World War Two translates to if that is Git on Stucco and Slaughtermeyer, yes, celebration dog that or the flipper Walker Smoot. Why is that funny? <laughs> I, I, do, I don't I do know like why that's even funnier. That's great. Yeah, I mean, it was Python, wasn't it? That they they did, um, like they did G- German show. I think they did two episodes. Um, they were asked to introduce Python to Germany, so they learnt phonetic German and made. Um, I think they made two or three episodes in like complete German of sketches and stuff. Nice. I've watched, I think I've watched them or I've seen clips of them, I'm not certain. Um, what? 
Sorry, I just found out there's a CD-ROM video game version of Monty Python's Meaning of Life. Oh my god. Just... I mean, that dates it itself, CD-ROM, doesn't it? But there we go. Yeah. If the German version of the joke is sent into Google Translate, instead of an English translation, the program returns fatal error. Yeah, okay. Good. But that, yeah, that just happened. I didn't notice the note about it. I just genuinely put it in Translator and found it. And I think that was... That was great. Um... And it, it I, it's one of my favourite Python sketches. I think the one I've always considered my favourite Python sketch is in this film, and I'll talk about that when that comes up. Um, oh, it's, yeah, we've got a few notes before then. Um, then we've got the Killer Cars animation, which is, I'm not really sure what I think mm-hmm. of it. All the animations I'm sort of indifferent on. Like, I love the cat. Yeah. The animation of the cat is adorable because it's basically just someone held up a cat and then they drew that pose. So it looks so horrible because <laughs> its shoulders are all up behind its head and it's just. Uh. Um, of course, we've now got the the iconic Python sketch, which I'm sure you both were aware of. Dead uh, parrot, yeah, sketch. yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> no, I no. wasn't. I was like, all right, we're no. no. Oh, I was like, where is this going to go? <laughs> and then I was like, is this going to get funnier? And then it did not. Well, I mean, it, it did in the sense that, like, when he's beating the parrot, you know, I was like, oh, no, he's going to start, you know. I thought it was going to have, like, a, and then the parrot was alive or something. Like, he's beating it. He's like, ah, see, it's dead. It's, you know, all the synonyms for dead. <laughs> so there and we go. Alice... going to be alive, but... Alice Lauren, comedian, her her view of possibly the most iconic British comedy sketches. Was it going to get funny? No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and I have some improvements now. <laughs> Let me make some suggestions, Money Pie. No. <laughs> yeah, now, it's, it's... Alice, in, apparently in the night. 19- in the 1976 version of the sketch, it ends yeah. with the shopkeeper saying, after a long pause, "Do you want to come back to my place?" <laughs> so it goes back to like the police thing from earlier. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's even said by the well, Hungarian pretty... translator as well, isn't it? In the in the sketch as well, I think. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you want to come it back to my to... place? What bouncy, bouncy, or something like that? Bouncy, bouncy. I mean, was there one where there were like even more like? replacements because i know i was like well a slug oh well you know a slug like can i talk <laughs> whatever so they, um, you know, they'd be they, like, even more interesting like replacements uh, sometimes they go into the cheese shop sketch and i can't actually remember how the cheese shop sketch goes i just <laughs> remember that that's uh well i'm just looking at a, a list of the top seven british comedy sketches to see whether this one is listed on there um, I'm surprised that it's not as near the top as I thought. Uh, the Monty Python argument sketch is listed as better. I, I do love that one. I think that might be one of my favourites. That's not in this film, is it? So... No, no. But that's in both Dead Parrot and yeah. Sketch Not Included and the Hollywood Bowl Live show. That's the one that I always seem to just think of in my head. Like Every now and again, I just remember the Monty Python argument sketch. Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's so good. Um, anyway, so um, uh, any more comments on the parrot sketch? And no, it's it's. Uh, well, I love the line. Of course, it was nailed there. <laughs> the way he says it is like, 
right? What of course. Yeah. I, I know that in the twenty fourteen muscle his way out of this. I know that in the twenty fourteen live show, like he uh they drag it on a bit more. Um and it's right. I think one of the lines they say is he's gone to meet the great Doctor Chapman, and I think that's just a, a <laughs> oh. nice homage nice. to Graham Chapman. And actually, at the at John Cleese's eulogy for Graham Chapman's um, funeral, he did say he's dead. He ceased to be. He's kicked the bucket. He's pining for the. He, 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 went, he did the whole thing there. Um, and then he said. Uh, and well, then he he's, said. He's at the... He's at the fjords, or what was he was saying? Yeah, that the fjords. Yeah. Yeah, and then he, um, I think he ended with the, uh, he ended the eulogy with good riddance to it. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think there was some other point about like, oh, you're you were happy to be the first man to say the s word on TV, so I'll be the first man to say the f word at a funeral, the eulogy, or something. It was. It, it, there's a great video of the whole eulogy online, and it's it's really funny. Yeah, wow. <laughs> um, uh, so we move on to the lumberjack song, which is yeah, just great. Um, this is the the other Sir Robin song. I love it. Yeah. It's I mean it's basically Sir Robin in a sense, where it just get gets a little worse, gets a little like you know like wait you know wait what are we singing about? What's going on? <laughs> I love it. So Alice, were there any is of the sketches in here which you? Uh, yeah, that this was the first film, so they, so Robin came after. Were there any oh, of these yeah, sketches wow. that you that you're familiar with at all, or were these all new sketches to you? I think all new. Yeah. So that that I suppose yeah, that shows the familiar, difference. Between, but yeah, I, I love Lumberjack. I suppose yeah. that shows the difference between British and American backgrounds, then, because like so much of these are sort of implemented in pop culture in Britain, really. Some, like people yeah. will say, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. That's that's a common thing that people often yeah. joke about. Um, I mean, obviously, there's the Spanish Inquisition, which isn't in here, uh, which is the right. famous Python one. And there's a few others where, whether people know it or not, they often reference a lot of Python stuff. Um, so yeah, the next sketch is my favourite sketch, which is the Dirty Fork sketch. I love this one. Oh. <laughs> One, another one with levels, like it keeps getting yeah. worse and worse. I love early in the early in the thing. There's a line from the wife, like he comes in and she's like, uh, "Was it? I'm 20 minutes late myself." And he says, "Let's not start worrying about that." And yes. for some reason, I laugh uncontrollably for a moment at that because I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, was it for a second? I thought maybe it was like a pregnancy joke. Like yeah, she's late. I thought, but that, then I'm like, yeah. no, she only said 20 minutes. Yeah, that, that, that's like, what confused me. Yeah. Make sense for that, but that made it funnier. <laughs> yeah, I, I was thinking that. I was going through it, and I was like, yeah, is it a, a period reference? <laughs> what is it? And then, yeah, yeah, um, I thought it was, yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and then they just keep going. Like, okay, I, I'm in. So, and I quite, I quite enjoy it. I quite enjoy the end. And now the punchline. <laughs> yeah. Was yeah. Was Chapman like stabbed at the end of this? I mean, obviously he says the punchline, but like I was trying to figure out like the chef like falls on him. And... Yeah, I, I was. I was. I thought like, he was like, is he dead? <laughs> that, that was yeah. Was, yeah. Or, or, or or that's his last words, you know? Yeah. This was another fun editing thing. Watching this on Pluto TV is it said, and now the punchline. 
and cut to a commercial. <laughs> I'm like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> yes! Do they get any Because I forgot what the punch... I'd seen the sketch before, but I forgot what the punchline was. And then it went to a commercial. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Um, do, do you think the platform gets any say as to when the, the advertisements are? Or... No, I think they're just timed. It's a certain amount yeah. of time apart, and then they happen yeah. automatically. Which is, um, can be so, really annoying sometimes. Yeah. We've got the lingerie store bank robber, um, mm. which I like the end of the sketch. Yeah. Where he's, was he just mm-hmm. like, oh, just a pair of panties and a bra or something? Just, just, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I quite like him just turning up. He's like, hello, I'm a bank robber. And it's just, yeah. This is one of those where it's, it's, it's so over the top that it's sort of, is funny because of it but i still don't it's the same thing as we discussed later on where it's sort of how python get away with so many of these things which you know on paper shouldn't work at all yeah considering how many of these they're, they're really good at they're good at comedic pauses which helps in a sketch like this yeah like him thinking as the robber like okay now what do i do as the guy's like pointing out, he doesn't have much money. It's just a store. <laughs> and then the punchline is, oh, I'll take a pair of panties. Yeah. Um, so we then move on to the uh, the people falling past the window. <laughs> yeah. I think I'm genuinely getting more enjoyment out of remembering the sketches than I did of watching them. Uh, and I don't know yes. how that works, but I'm I'm going back and I'm chuckling at the concepts of them more than watching them, which it could easily have just been my state of mind when watching them. I was quite busy. Cleese is particularly good in this sketch because he's so uninterested and then he's the one who mentions there's a board meeting going on. Like, he's the one who knows what's happening, but he's the one who doesn't care. Mm -hmm. Um, We move on to the uh, vocational guidance counsellor. So I was half tempted to do the, 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 the thing and then I didn't. Check it out. On I'll the, sing it. On the... Hang on, it's three parts. We need to do this ourselves now. <laughs> I mean, should we? We could. No. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? The transition is the little animated Song. people singing just yeah. over and over. Vocational guidance counselor. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just. Uh... Yeah. Sometimes the animations are so bizarre anyway, and then this one, all it is is the transition. It's just like, oh, okay. Um, it's no yeah, joke. I, I, I enjoyed this one, because, like, how on earth do you, does someone come up with the idea of a lion tamer who doesn't actually want to be a lion tamer, he wants to be an anteater? Like, where, where does where does that mind come from? <laughs> yeah. People who hate accountants, apparently. <laughs> I love his description of him, like, what's he call him? An appallingly dull fellow. Unimaginative, timid, spineless, easily dominated, no sense of humor, tedious company, and irrepressibly drab and awful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when they scare us with that, with that lion. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he doesn't know what a lion is. Like, well, a lion would be like this, yeah. Yeah, once well, again, it's sort of, one of those things. I say it sort of breaks the, breaks the fourth wall a bit as well, isn't it? and it looks like this. It's just... It, it, you know, there's yeah. no context as to how he saw that and any of that. Right, how did he show them that? Yeah. 
Um, and I quite enjoyed the transition in the uh, in the live show uh, because they slide that into the into the lumberjack one where he sort of goes, "Oh, I never wanted to be a lion tamer anyway. I wanted to be." And then I, he, he said, he, he, "Well, I think he actually goes, I wanted to be a travel agent." And then he, he sort of drags it on a bit, and it's <laughs> oh, it's 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 great. I think he does it a couple of times. It's, I don't think it's, tra- it's I'm not sure if it's travel agent. But there's a few bits and bobs goes on, um, and it's great. Um, but I think the lumberjack song is another one of those really iconic ones, which I think would again we didn't really touch on it so much would again pick up little bits of controversy if it were new today. Yeah. Well, possibly dependent on by whom. Like, I, I think comedians would probably get away with it. Well, I think they could fix it for like today's audience just by having the wife be okay at the end. Like it's yeah. fine with the Mounties be having a problem with the lyrics because they don't know what they're singing until they sing it. But if the wife like was like, oh, okay, and was like into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that might work, and there are definitely some comedians out there who could probably do. It. You know what I would love to see. Uh, considering it's the 50th anniversary of Python, just a random idea, which is a shame because they haven't done it. Uh, it would be great to have loads of like major comedians doing Python sketches in a show, like not have Python involved at all, but have like Mike Myers, Russell Brand, Jim Carrey, like all these people who've said they've been influenced by Python, like doing the, doing the sketches. Same sketches. I think that'd be brilliant. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I don't know. Like that. Yeah, like that was Carrey, an idea that yeah, came Mike out of my Myers. head, like fully formed. Yeah, Mike Myers is actually in one of the sketches in the 2014 show. Um, they do mm. blackmail and they pull out like the guest for blackmail, and it's Mike Myers. <laughs> and I think they had a couple of different people oh. for the other performances. Like Mike Myers, yeah. I think he genuinely just travelled to London to be in like one Python sketch in a live show, and he was. So many people are so keen to do that, and I think there'd be so many comedians who definitely would if they did something like that as a live thing. Like, I feel like there there'd be a lot of comedians who'd happily mm-hmm. like do a Python sketch. Um, there was actually a documentary yeah, on TV yeah, the was... other day about Python, a new documentary. So at least something's being done for the 50th anniversary. It's just BBC Two. <laughs> but there you go. It's a shame because there could be so many great things done, and like I've been watching a lot of um, like clips of Russell Brand's stand-up recently, and I just feel like he's someone who I'd really like to see do some Python stuff. Yeah, yeah. I was I was reading. I think oh, I'm, trying, I'm trying to look in the AMA. I was going to talk about it in maybe in like a future episode, but kind of like who maybe John Cleese would think like who is this generation's Python? You know, people. If you were going to like. With, with all the reboots and stuff we have anyway, if we we're going to reboot Python, kind of who should we have? I'm trying to remember. He said someone specifically. Um, this would be a really interesting a look conversation, at it. actually. Yeah, I like this point. Yeah. Um, do you think we should save that note and use this for um, Friday's episode? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. To give us time to think about it, and I will mentally compile a list as we go of. Mm-hmm. Um, six people um, as we talk because um, I've got a few already anyway so what's my next note I've just realised I can't look at my notes and write a list at the same time right <laughs> so <laughs> then we move on to the blackmail sketch yeah um, which I, I quite enjoy I, I do prefer how they do it in the live show I think but I think it's still bringing works. actual people on as well 
uh, well, not exactly. I think they do still have like special guests. It's just the whole live show atmosphere of it. It might just be because it's you know, a bigger thing. But the uh, the fact that you've so clearly got the audience, I think that might just be part of it. Mm. Um, but it feels it sort of feels a lot more real as a sketch when they do it on the the live show. But I'm not really sure. Although Mike Myers yeah, sort of breaks the act a bit in the live show as as he comes out and then he just talks about how much of an honour it is to be working with Monty Python in the middle of the sketch. Where it's like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> in in the movie version, I think it's better. It's a better concept than a sketch because it doesn't yeah. have anywhere to go. No, I can see that. Yeah, I mean, it it, it worked that they had the, the the colonel be the the person that worked out, but yeah, yeah. Um. So the the next point is the townswomen's guild reenactment of Pearl Harbor. Just <laughs> mm-hmm. <She's> so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I don't get where their ideas come from. It's incredible. <laughs> yeah, there were there were enough granny, you know, killer grannies and this and that. Like this was just yeah. women fighting. I don't. Yeah. Uh-huh. And and this late in the movie too. It's just so bizarre that this is one of the last things. <laughs> women reenacting pro harmor by fighting in the mud. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Um. Oh yeah, the next one is is one of my favourites that I always remember. <laughs> the the clip show of double entendres during the supposed sex mm-hmm. scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the innuendos in that are quite graphic <laughs> points, which is yeah, yeah, yeah. You could imagine that being cut now if they wanted to get the PG. Uh, yeah. But they get away with an it extreme there. wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the visual version of that. that. And isn't there something slightly similar with Naked Gun? Um, I can't remember exactly what Yeah, they is. do a train going into a tunnel. They cut away to okay. that during the sex scene. Yeah. And that's from... Is, it, is that North by Northwest that started that? I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen North by Northwest. That was just a really hopeful guess. From what I've read, okay, that's good. Uh, any other comments about the uh, the double yeah. entendre bit? I mean, I like I like how it ends. It's like, all right, you're just gonna show me films. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the fact all, that he's was, actually just was, yeah, he's actually just showing movies. Yeah. And then oh, just I one think, more. Uh-uh. Yeah, I think without having the knowledge that I have of like older cinema, I feel like that would be quite dated now. Because we don't. Well, you, you could know, have really like, come on, stop showing the YouTube clips. You know, <laughs> come on, which well, one I, more I, YouTube I, video? I mean, I feel like yeah, that's kind of. He's the... holding his phone up in front of her. And stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, We're no, gonna I mean, modernize. Get, so that'll be I, another. No, I, mean, I get that. In, but... <laughs> it's the, the the bit I feel like is is more dated is the the whole idea of cutting away to clips during a sex scene anyway, like. Because oh, that right, right. was you know a thing that was in films more recent then and was a reasonably commonly spoofed thing if you've got that and Naked Gun and I think a couple of other things I've seen it in where I feel like mm-hmm. without my knowledge of classic cinema like I feel like that would have just gone completely over my head uh, then we've got the upper class twit of the year uh, which yeah is, that will not hold yeah. up <laughs> no way no but... 
That's what Python did best, though. They were always punching up. And I think that's sort of what they've got. I mean, it's it's stupid. Um, oh. But so is the rest of the film. Well, yeah, the, I think the idea... The idea of them making fun of like the the upper class like this is still funny. It's the mm-hmm. way they do it that nowadays it'd be like, eh, I don't I don't know if you should be all be playing that. Yeah. Like physical the physical comedy of someone who's Yeah inbred or... essentially, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Other words I'm not gonna say. <laughs> well yeah, like yeah. Special Olympics, I guess, was what yeah. I was kind of yeah getting at there where I think I was kind of watching this thinking like almost not like rewriting it but like kind of like well if you're going to have you know a male Olympics or you know whatever competition it would be or like a it could, it could be it could call it like a, a twit but it would be you know man calls a woman after a date you know or like some yeah. like some some sort of something that isn't quite you know, a special yeah. Olympic sort of thing on there, but it could be, you know, all those things that men do, you know, like fold the laundry, you know, something. Yeah. Well, it's like earlier in the Dirty Fork sketch, the guy at the end who gets angry and is named Mongo, which mm-hmm. at the time was a, a, like, it's kind of semi-derogatory term for someone who suffers from Down syndrome. And then they use it oh. again in Blazing Saddles for the simple-minded guy. But now I think if anyone used the name Mongo, you'd just think it's a reference to this or Blazing Saddles. You wouldn't think about the earlier version. So you can I, use I the negative a, thing and tr- change it. But I played a character called still called Mongo. I I was cast as a character called Mongo in a school show recently. Oh, yeah. A couple yeah? of years ago. It was High School Music. I just think of Shrek. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think it of, was only of like Shrek. Wasn't of that skaters. like the gingerbread man or something? Mongo was the big gingerbread man. I think so. Shrek might have been two, three I was, years. I was cast as John Mongo in High called. School Musical before I was cast as Ripper, but there was definitely a character called Mongo in High School Musical, which okay. I hadn't even mm-hmm. thought of the original context. But I suppose, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, right, that is my last note. Oh, is it straight to the credits after this, or have I missed something? Yeah. No, it's true yeah. to the credits. That's the credits. Okay, so what are your final thoughts on this film? In in there context were, there of were, there this were some week... clever things, yeah. Oh, yeah. In context of this week for me, it was a little weird because I had already seen several of these sketches two other times this week. Yeah. But it was nice seeing because I had never seen this film and this combination of them in this order. And it, I think it works really well for what it is. Like if you look at just it, even the stuff that's a little dated in con- like if you understand you're watching something from 1971, you take it as it is, and I, it's good. I prefer Meaning earlier, of Life. Some of them are more clever than funny, yeah. but they work. Yeah. I prefer Meaning of yeah, Life, I but I feel anything. like this has. I feel like this has better comedy sketches than Meaning of Life, or more consistent in the quality of the comedy sketches than Meaning of Life. But I just prefer Meaning of Life. I'm not sure why. One of my favorite sketches is not in this, so... Which one's but one of your favorites? Okay. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that on Friday. Ah. <laughs> oh, yeah. The Albatross one is one of my favorites. Because oh, I think it's literally yes. the first Monty Python thing I ever saw. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I mean, it, was, it, was, it wasn't necessarily funny, but there were some where I'm like, wow, this 
concept. That's, you know, that's amazing. You know, this is, you know, brilliant idea. You know, a, a lot of those kinds of things. Maybe I would possibly prefer some of the meaning of life sketches because this one went more toward silly than like satire. Um, which, I mean, not saying that I even understand all satire things, but um, yeah, I don't know. And, and, I, and I'm reading here, that, you know, it didn't really do much for British fans just because it was the sketches that they knew, but that it was in, in color because a lot of people didn't have the color TVs and, you know, so it was just, you know, just, just a reason. That's weird. They did refilm. Went down they did refilm everything rather than just re-release the sketches mm, yeah. from the TV series. Uh, but yeah, for me, this isn't as much of a film experience as the others because it just feels like I'm watching like three episodes of Flying Circus one after the other. Um, which I mean, it's yeah. it's fine, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the 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 question we ask at the end of every Please Be Seated episode. If we had to retitle this film. What would we call it? And now for a bit of the same. <laughs> I guess with the same sketches you've seen. Yeah. I mean, it's a little ironic that it's something completely different. I mean. Yeah, now for something rather similar. Yeah. 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 I got I got two options. One is completely absurd and non sequitur, which is a hedgehog called Frank. Um, yeah. Or something yeah. more like, as an actual title, is like, I will not buy this movie. It's scratched. I like yeah. that. You've definitely you've you've pre-prepared that, haven't you? <laughs> no, I was just looking at what lines from the movie did I write down in my notes. Really good, was, yeah. Those are good. Yeah. So, where can our listeners find you both on social media? Um, let's see. Well, you can find me on Facebook, Alice Lauren. Um, you can find me on Twitter, Ali Mez, A L I M E Z H, and I'm in talks to maybe have my own podcast soon so we'll see about that but yeah just you know message me let me know where you heard me and i'd be happy to talk to you uh personally you'll find me robert eg black on any social media but uh i'm probably more interesting in podcast form so you can find links to all those at lemmingdrops.com but i got michael myers minute dave made a minute annihilation minute the room minute i'm forgetting something mandy sucks minute and Mandalorian Time Machine, and lots of guest spots on other shows. And our listeners can find me on Twitter at Llama underscore Bottle Zero. They can find the podcast on Facebook, Please Be Seated. On Twitter, if you excuse the pun, at Please Be Tweeted. And you can find all of my <laughs> other contact details, mm-hmm. um, social media, films, podcasts, appearances, radio appearances, bits and bobs, all on LukeAllen.co.uk. Thank you both for being my guest on this first episode of Monty Python Week, and I look forward to discussing all the rest of Python with you, which I've already done, nearly. I'm <laughs> sure it will have been great. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so thanks a lot, and goodbye. Please Be Seated is a Luke Allen podcast. For more podcasts, appearances and short films, visit lukeallen.co.uk.